What is this? What's going on here? What are you people doing here? What's wrong with you? You are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today I've got another best of episode. There's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, it's the beginning of the summer as I record this, and the beginning of summer is the beginning of vacation season, so I decided to go back and do another best of vacation episode. I've talked about vacations a lot. I love vacation. I love travel. I love the beach. I love going new places and discovering new things. So I wanted to share some of the best of moments where I've talked about vacations over the past five years. The other reason that I wanted to do a best of episode today is, quite honestly, it's been a tough week. I'm recording this after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, and they did that in the same week where they employed exactly the opposite reasoning to overturn a gun law in New York. And it highlighted for me how much of a joke the Supreme Court has become. And honestly, I had started to sketch out the outline for what I wanted to talk about to discuss all that. But as I've said many times, I've always tried to keep story time about stories. Sometimes you need to rant. Sometimes you need to blow off steam. And I've done that. And I'll continue to do that. But I did do a rant episode a little while ago. And I don't want to repeat myself necessarily. Although we are doing a repeat of stories that I've already told. But I don't mean repeat myself that way. You can only rant so much before you're just that old man on the porch yelling at the kids, get off my lawn. And I don't want to be that guy. People have asked me for my perspective on this, both in the stream and outside the stream. They know that as a lawyer, I have some insight into how these things happen and why these things happen and what it all means. And so I've been toying with the idea of doing an episode about that. But I want to do that episode when I'm not still steaming and when I'm feeling less like my whole career was a joke based on what just happened. Because honestly, having this Supreme Court render these kind of decisions, as I mentioned in my previous rant, it makes my whole career feel like a joke. I thought lawyers and judges had a bad name before. (laughs) The Supreme Court just said, hold my beer. So instead of ranting today, we're going to go with a best of episode. We're going to my happy place, which is vacation. I use vacation as the noun. We're going on vacation. Doesn't matter where, doesn't matter when, just getting it away from it all and doing something that's not the norm. That's vacation. I've already done one best of vacation episode, but there's no such thing as one good vacation. You can have a lifetime of good vacations. And I have, and I like to talk about them. So here you go. Instead of ranting today, we're talking about the best of vacations. If you haven't heard these stories before, I hope you enjoy them. And if you have heard them before, I hope you enjoy them again. So here we go. The best of vacations, part two. Now, I've talked about vacations in the past. These were family vacations I talked about when I was a kid. Mom and dad always said, this is where we're going and that's where we went. But as I got older, vacation was something that I wanted to do. I always wanted to take a vacation, go somewhere at some point during the year, usually the summer, because that's when we did it when I was a kid, and it was always someplace nice and relaxing. But as I got older, I realized vacation can be anytime and anywhere. It's one of those weird things that stuck in your head when you're a kid. Your parents do things a certain way, and so you slowly become your parents as you get older. So my dad's vacation was always in August and always to the beach. So for years, that was the vacation that I thought I had to take. Well, we're going to the beach in August. But then as I got out of the house and on my own and making my own money and making my own schedule, and I didn't have to rely on mom and dad to take me places, I realized I could go wherever I wanted. 
It was quite the revelation. Now, one of the things that my parents did instill in me was that the vacation should be fun. It should be something that you want to do. It should be something that you enjoy. It should be to a place that you like. That's why my parents went to Chincoteague, Virginia for literally 20 years in a row. That's what they liked. They liked the quiet beach. They liked no commercialism. They didn't like a lot of people. They wanted to go to the beach, sit and read, and enjoy the ocean. That was what they did. And to a large part, that's actually kind of what I like to do, too. Sometimes. Sometimes the perfect break for me is to go to the beach, put out a beach chair, put an umbrella up, sit with a nice, cool glass of something, have a book, and just sit and read. Sometimes. Other times I want to go see things, do things, experience things I haven't seen before. And I've talked about other trips that I've had. One of the greatest trips that I had was Mount Rushmore. I've talked about that. The recent trip we had to Vegas and the Grand Canyon. Awesome trips and things that I really wanted to do. I always wanted to see Vegas. I always wanted to see the Grand Canyon. But one of the things that I also like to do on vacation is, yes, go to the beach, but discover different beaches. Don't get me wrong. I loved Chincoteague. I loved Assateague. I've described it before. Assateague Island, which is right next to Chincoteague, has nothing on it but beach, beach houses, ranger stations, and animals, wildlife. That's all there is. There's no commercialism. There's no games. There's no hotels. There's no food. If you want food, you bring your own. And that's nice-ish. But as I've gotten older, I've decided I like things a little more interesting. One of the first trips that I took to the beach without my parents was with my girlfriend years and years ago. Not Mrs. Gamer Dude, but it was a girl I was dating back in my 20s. And she and some friends had gotten a beach house at the Jersey Shore. Now, I've talked about the Jersey Shore before. We didn't go to the Jersey Shore when I was a kid. My dad did not do the Jersey Shore. The cost, the traffic, the commercialism. Now, if you've never been to the Jersey Shore, you have to understand that pretty much every inch of the Jersey Shore, except for the Sandy Hook National Park, which is part of the Jersey Shore, is fully developed. There's boardwalks, there's games, there's carnival rides. Some of the towns have hotels and houses right up to the water. Now, this is something that I'd never encountered before. The Jersey Shore had things to see and do aside from sit on the beach and go in the water. I just thought it was hard to get to and my dad didn't like it. So my first encounter with the Jersey Shore was when I went to go visit my girlfriend at her beach house with her friends. And that's a thing in Jersey, by the way. A group of friends will get together and rent a beach house for a week or sometimes a month if they're really well-to-do and have the time to go down there. They'll rent it for a whole month, and then they'll come and go during the course of the week or the month, and that's a thing. That's partly because the houses are so damn expensive on the Jersey Shore. It's ridiculous. But I'll get to that in a few minutes. So my girlfriend and her friends had a beach house in Wildwood, and she had a week off, and she invited me down. Now, I was working all summer. And I didn't have a week off that I could take, but I could take a weekend. So I took a three-day weekend to go down to Wildwood, New Jersey. Now, Wildwood, New Jersey is one of the southernmost parts of New Jersey. It has one of the nicest beaches in New Jersey. If you look at a map of New Jersey, there's a little point as far southeast as you can get. That's where Cape May is, and just above that is Wildwood. Now, I'd never been to Wildwood. It's about as far away from where I grew up as you can get and still be in the state of New Jersey. So I drove down to Wildwood to meet my girlfriend, and I had the address, and I was able to find it. Now, I'd never been to a beach house quite like this. We stayed in trailers, and we stayed in some beach houses. But down in Virginia, the lots are a little bigger. There's a little space around where you are. The beach house that they had rented was one of many that were literally built on top of each other. 
You would walk five steps and be at the next house and five more steps and be at the next house. I mean, the houses are on top of each other because for whatever reason, along the Jersey Shore, they let people build houses right on top of each other. I mean, you can look out your window into the living room of the house next door. That's how close the houses are. But you're also only 50 feet from the beach. You walk a little pathway from the door of your house right to the beach and then you're on the beach. So there's a nice little trade-off there. Yes, you're on top of your neighbors, but boy, you're right on top of the beach as well. So for me, this was really cool. I could step out of the house and be on the beach. Awesome. Okay, so I had to put up with neighbors. But that's okay. I'm not talking to them. I'm just going to the beach. And it was great. And I discovered you can get rooms or hotels or houses literally steps away from the beach. This was a totally alien concept to me. I grew up having to drive 20 minutes to get to the beach when you're on vacation. I've never been to a place where you walk out your door and onto the beach. Now, today I'm not going to focus on the places that I've been as much as I'm going to talk about the preparations to get there and the things that you used to do for travel or used to see for travel that aren't around anymore. Because travel has changed over the years. Some of the changes are as a result of the changes in technology. Some of the changes are because society has changed. Some of the changes are just because things change. But I remember as a kid, one of the first things I learned was the difference between a hotel and a motel. And a hotel is kind of like an apartment building. It's a tall building, several floors. Everything's enclosed in one building. So you go in, you check in at the desk. They send you to an elevator. You go up in the elevator to floor 17 and take your room on 17th floor. Motels came into existence when cars started becoming more prevalent. A motel is basically a motor hotel. And think back to the early days of hotels. If you look at some of the old movies or read some of the old books, a hotel was in the middle of town. You came into town, you needed a place to stay, they had a building in town, and you'd stay in the hotel. When cars started to come into existence, people would be driving from city to city or state to state, and these little motor hotels would spring up. They were called motor hotels, motor inns, all variations on the same concept you would drive into this little lot and pull your car right up in front of the room. And you could have a little motel with 10 rooms in it and make some money, depending on where you were. Motels now are Motel 6, Super 8, Red Roof Inn. But in the early days of travel, there were all kinds of roadside motels that you could find as you were driving along the roads. And when I say roads, I'm talking about the state roads, not the interstates. You know, Route 80, Route 95. You could do 70 miles an hour on them to get from destination to destination. Before those existed, which was back in the 40s and the 50s, all of the roads were state or sometimes federal roads, but they weren't interstates. And depending on what state you live in, you have your own major state routes. In New Jersey, 202, Route 1, Route 9, those are all big major routes throughout New Jersey. Route 1 actually goes from Maine to Florida. It's a federal highway, not an interstate, but it's a federal highway, and there are hotels and motels that dot Route 1 all the way from Maine to Florida. And back in the day, if you were driving along that road and you needed to stop for the night, you could find any number of little motels. And depending on the state, depending on where you were, the motel might have some facilities like a little playground for your kids if you were traveling for vacation or a little postage stamp sized swimming pool. And I remember traveling as a kid. I loved these little motels. They were great. Dad would check us in. We'd park in front of the room. If it had a pool, we could go jump in the pool. It was great. I remember back in my college days as I was driving back and forth between New Jersey and Ohio, 
There were times where I wanted to get out of Ohio so badly that I would leave at the end of my last exam on a Thursday night. Now, it was a 10-hour trip from Ohio to New Jersey, and if your exam lets out at 5, I knew I wasn't going to be driving any 10 hours to get home in one night. But I also knew that in Pennsylvania, you could get off the interstate, Route 80 is the way that I went, you could get off Route 80 in any number of small towns in Pennsylvania, and there were all kinds of hotels and motels you could stay at. And the beauty of the motels is they were a lot cheaper than the hotels. So for a broke college student coming home at the end of final exams who wanted to get home, rolling into Danville, Pennsylvania at 10 p.m., you're not looking for the Hilton. You're not looking for the Sheraton. You'll take any bed. And I mentioned Danville on purpose because that's one of the places that I stopped. It was pretty much halfway between where I went to school and my parents' house. And I learned over my years of driving back and forth that in Danville, Pennsylvania, there used to be a place called the Bald Eagle Motel. Might have been the Golden Eagle. I think it was the Bald Eagle. Yes, this is one of those mom-and-pop motels. Not a chain, not a red roof, not a Motel 6. It was a rustic little motel that I decided to stay at because it was well within my budget. $19.99 for a night. And in the morning, they had a free continental breakfast. Now, when I was a college student, I had no idea what a continental breakfast was. I just saw free breakfast and said, Hoo-hoo, let's go! But for 20 bucks and a free whatever it was, I was good. I was happy. And that's the beauty of the travel back in those days. You could pull into the Bald Eagle Motel and have no problems, no fears, no concerns. It wasn't like a fly-by-night no-tell motel where you go for a quickie in the afternoon. This was a legit travel motel, a legit business, and their continental breakfast was basically a platter of donuts and pastries from a local bakery and a pitcher of coffee. For me, a starving and poor college student, this was heaven on earth, and my first experience with a free continental breakfast. So I loved it. Now, in hotels and motels, now you can get free breakfasts all the time. That's part of the things that they do. That wasn't always the case. So the cool thing about the Bald Eagle Motel for me was the free continental breakfast. Awesome! Now, if you're just going to the beach and all you want to do is sit on the beach, you don't really need to plan that too much. With my dad, it was just, we're here, we're going to the beach. And that's what we did. But we also had rainy day activities too, because there's going to be rain. Expect rain for one day, at least, on your vacation. If you're really unlucky and you get trapped in the room for five days, you'll have to make it up as you go along. But you do have to plan for at least a day of something else besides sitting on the beach or going to the amusement park. So that's why I say have a plan. That's why I research destinations. If we're in Orlando, what else is there to do in Orlando? If we're in Myrtle Beach, what else is there to do at Myrtle Beach? Is there a mall? Is there a museum? Is there an antique mall? Is there a farmer's market? Is there a waterfront we can walk along? Because a lot of times, finding these little things that are not the beach or not the amusement park, they can lead to great moments or great memories about a vacation that would have just been sitting on the beach. Mrs. Gamerdude and I have found some amazing antique malls, amazing gift shops, incredible little markets, just by going off the beaten path. Oh, let's go to this town near Ocean City and see what's there. One of our non-beach days was just drive around and see what's out there. It doesn't have to be a more firm plan than that. Just drive around and see what's out there. In Ocean City, for instance, let's drive to Salisbury, Maryland. Let's see what's there. And we did. Some nice little shops, some fun shopping. It was a great little day away from the beach, away from the boardwalk, but something different and something that we wouldn't have ordinarily done. 
And let's say the vacation is, let's just get away from it all. I just want to do nothing. You know, there's ways you can expand on that too. And I'm just going to go back to Ocean City, Maryland, because I've been there a few times. I enjoy Ocean City, Maryland. But this would apply to any town. Myrtle Beach, Savannah, San Diego, San Francisco. If you want nothing to do where it's just all about doing nothing, look up a spa. Not one of those massage parlors in the strip mall. Not that kind of spa, but like a real spa. Or if you're staying at a hotel with a spa, go get a massage. Go sit in the hot tub. Go sit in the sauna. Go indulge yourself just a little bit. Do something that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Sit in the sauna, dip in the pool, sit in the hot tub, get a massage. Now there's an afternoon, right? That's something you wouldn't ordinarily do. That's what the vacation is for. Go do something to take care of you that you wouldn't ordinarily do. The other thing to think about, whether it's a beach vacation, whether it's going to the amusement park, whatever it is, find something fun, exciting, different, unique that you haven't done before. If you've planned the vacation, you have six months to save up for something a little special. Do you want to rent a boat for the afternoon and go fishing? Do you want to go bungee jumping? Do you want to go parasailing? Do you want to go hiking up the mountain? Do you want to go whitewater rafting down the river? If it's a ski vacation, have you ever tried snowboarding? Spend an afternoon with snowboarding lessons. Just find something different that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Just to try it. But that goes back to what I said at the beginning. Research where you're going. Find out what's there. Yes, find the stuff that you definitely want to do. Make sure you have your theme park tickets. Make sure you have your spa reservation. But also, see what cool things there are. On one of our vacations, Mrs. Gamerdude and I drove from Miami to Key West. And we took our time. We actually booked a condo halfway down. And that was our home base. So we were able to explore the Keys. But one of the things that we saw to do was walk the Seven Mile Bridge. The old, original bridge that they had down there in the Keys. And so we made time to go do that. It was just something to see, something different. But we parked the car, got out of the car, and just got to stand on this amazing construction in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. It was amazing. It was incredible. It was not anything that I ever thought that I'd see. But I saw that it was a thing, and we did it. One of the other things we did on that trip, I knew that Route 1 goes from Florida to Maine. And down in Key West, there's Mile Marker Zero. That's where Route 1 starts. Now, this is obviously particular to me. This is my kind of cool thing to do. Not everybody's going to enjoy this the way I did. But I said to Mrs. Gamerdude, we've got to find mile marker zero. And so we did. That was one of our goals on that trip. We had to find mile marker zero where route one starts. And we have pictures of us standing at mile marker zero. That was a cool thing for me. And that's what I mean. Find something that's different. Find something that's exciting to you. Whether it's finding mile marker zero or bungee jumping off of a bridge. That's going to make a vacation memorable and fun. And that's what vacations are supposed to be about. That's going to do it for this episode of Storytime. Thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate you listening to all of the episodes, including this best of episode. Hope you liked it. If you have any suggestions or stories you'd like to hear on future best of episodes, message me on Twitter, whisper me on Twitch. Just let me know. We'll find those stories. We'll put them up in future episodes. Thanks again, guys. Until next time, you take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.